0: Welcome to the St. Michael Lenten podcast series. My name is Christian Basil, and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Lent is called to more. This Lent, find guidance and hope in the example of Christ as we are led toward the ultimate hope of the resurrection. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Come, let us adore him. A reading from the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 1, verses 29 through 45. As soon as Jesus and his disciples left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew, with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sunset they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases, and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak, because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. He answered, Let us go on to the neighboring towns, so that I may proclaim the message there also. For that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. A leper came to him, begging him, and kneeling, he said to him, If you choose, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, and said to him, I do choose, be made clean. Immediately the leprosy left him, and he was made clean. After sternly warning him, he sent him away at once, saying to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded, as a testimony to them. But he went out and began to proclaim it freely, and to spread the word, so that Jesus could no longer go into a town openly, but stayed out in the country. And people came to him from every quarter. Here ends the reading Jesus does what only God can do. For Jesus to heal anyone was amazing, but to heal a leper, that was truly otherworldly. In our gospel reading for today, we have three stories. The first is of Jesus healing Peter's mother in law, who then immediately begins to serve. For us, this is a picture of discipleship, being fully and completely healed and serving others, after the whole city gathered around the house to be healed as well. We are left to wonder if the rest lived up to the miracle of healing as Peter's mother-in-law. The second story shows Jesus trying to get away from the crowds, leaving early in the morning to find a private place to pray. From this point forward, Jesus will have a difficult time finding any sort of privacy. And the disciples are persistent in tracking Jesus down, because more people want to be healed. But Jesus clarifies his mission. It is not just to heal, but to proclaim the message. This is something that the disciples will continually get wrong. Healing may happen along the way, but it will happen within the context of proclaiming the kingdom of God. The third story is our focal point for today, This story of Jesus healing a leper. It is one of the few stories of such a healing in scripture. So why would healing a leper be so astounding? Leprosy in ancient times could mean any number of skin conditions, and it was a terrible thing to have, not just for the fact that you were burdened with disease, but because that disease meant that you were an outcast to the rest of society. We know this from Leviticus, specifically chapter 13, verses 45 and 46, which states, The person who has the leprous disease shall wear torn clothes and let the hair of his head be disheveled, and he shall cover his upper lip and cry out, Unclean, unclean. He shall remain unclean as long as he has the disease. He is unclean. He shall live alone, his dwelling shall be outside the camp." That was the burden of the person in this passage, to be totally rejected from their community, to be said to be unclean and to be alone. One commentator states that to touch a leper was like touching a corpse, as they were thought of as the living dead. So for Jesus to reach out and touch this person was like the ultimate act of defilement to touch a corpse, and for him to heal a leper was as incredible as bringing someone back from the dead. The few times that this has happened in scripture, such as with Elijah and Naaman in the book of Kings, happens because a prophet or one of God's called asks God to heal the leprosy. Yet here Jesus does not ask. It is his touch and ultimately just his words that heal the leper. It is here that we see Jesus doing what only God can do. He far exceeds anyone before him and is able to give this full and complete healing and pronouncement of cleanliness on his own. On one hand, this tells us something important about Jesus, that Jesus takes on the pain and rejection that society forces onto us. His reaching out, stretching to touch this person, ritually defiles Jesus. As the Gospel writer tells us, Jesus no longer could go openly into the towns, but stayed out in the country. It also tells us about Jesus' divinity. If you choose, the leper says to Jesus. The question implies that Jesus must be divine because of the ability to choose. Of course, Jesus does not ignore the law here. He does tell the healed person to go and make an offering. Which, naturally, he doesn't do, and goes and tells everyone about what just happened, as is usual with these stories of healing in the Gospels. But I also think this story tells us something of Jesus' humanity. A humanity so perfect that we can only strive to reach it. Because Jesus looks beyond himself. In touching this outcast and unclean leper, Jesus seems to affirm their shared humanity. And if we apply this to our world today, we might find that many people have been thought of as unclean because of such an affliction. Where does this come from? Maybe a lot of it has to do with fear and with our human capacity to make people into an other. Reading this passage makes me think of the pictures from 1987 when Princess Diana met with AIDS patients in New York. At that time, HIV-AIDS was massively misunderstood and a whole section of society was labeled as unclean, dirty, rejected because they were afflicted with such a disease. Worse still, that many of those with HIV-AIDS were gay. Rumors spread that the disease was a punishment for sin. Rumors also spread that one could contract the disease simply by touching someone. You may even remember an episode of The Golden Girls, that dealt with this very subject, where the character Rose received a blood transfusion and was later told she had to be tested for HIV. People were nervous at this and didn't want to touch her or touch anything that she had touched, especially things like cups or utensils. What must it do to a person to be told that everything they touch is defiled? Diana's actions in shaking hands with an AIDS patient of hugging a child with AIDS, it is an image that I think breaks through the stigma associated with this affliction. These images tear through our very human capacity to reject another out of fear, to deprive someone of their humanity, to make them an outcast. They are images of life and compassion and love amidst fear and rejection and death. What she did was in fact the most human thing, to act with compassion, to see the human need for love in all circumstances. And Jesus does this very thing. He sees beyond the affliction to the humanity that lies beneath it, the need for wholeness, for being brought back into community, into relationship. On the surface, miraculous stories of healing challenge what we think is possible, But perhaps they are meant instead to challenge the social structures that dehumanize others. I wonder where we see this need for healing today. Whether it is social or economic, healing from religious trauma, a restoration of relationship that we thought was lost, or of course medical. We may not be able to cure every affliction. We may never find a cure for everything, and this is especially true as we make our long journey through the current pandemic. But we may be able to offer healing to those who are outcast in the myriad ways people are pushed out of and away from community with others. If this story tells us anything, it's that Jesus leads us to restoration, all of us. And he stretches out his arms to each of us for however we may need to be healed because all of us at some point at least need healing from something. The age of healing is with us, the kingdom of God. It has broken into life now, and I am thankful for a Savior that does what only God can do. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Almighty God, whose blessed Son was led by the Spirit to be tempted by Satan, Come quickly to help us who are assaulted by many temptations. And as you know the weakness of each of us, let each one find you mighty to save. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.